0: My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 16, Transitions. So I remember when... Paul and I became parents and all the different transitions that our boys are going through. And with the as a first-time parent, you know, I remember them with Adam. I remember Jake's transitions, but the first time with Adam, they were a little shocking. You know, you have the time. You don't even realize you have the time, but you have the time to get them on a sleep schedule, to get them on a feeding schedule. But it seemed like every time I had mastered, that I felt and perceived that I had mastered something with one of my children, then something would change. And it's like I told you, like when I was, you know, I was in the Air Force and, you know, Paul and I had made the decision that we agreed that we both wanted me to stay home with the boys while He worked or with the children at the time. We didn't know we were going to boys, but the boys while he worked and we felt, you know, we saved so we could make that happen. And it was a big transition for me. And I know I talked about it before is it was a big transition for me to go from a military life where I was traveling a lot. Um, I was going into meetings and people cared what I had to say and what my opinion was and what my research had produced To this being whose survivability depended upon me. And not just the survivability, but the person that they were going to become depended upon our influence. This little thing that you can't control. That cries, pees, and poos. And snuggles there's lots of joy. I just was not a good mom in the first. I don't say I wasn't a good mom. I didn't particularly enjoy the first few months of life. I know there's some of my friends are they love newborn. They just love the snuggle. I love the snuggle. I don't love the crying in the middle of the night and not them not being able to say, Hey mom, my hand hurts or mom, I have a headache or mom, my stomach doesn't feel good. And trying to figure out the mystery from the clues that they're giving you with their facial expressions or their actions. You know, I I like to know things. I like it to be structured. That's the military in me. But that, so that transition was very difficult. Just like as I was watching the transition of my children growing up, you know, the transitions of them those first few months from just going straight on milk as their milk or formula or breast milk and formula or transitioning them to solid foods, Transi- like going through the process of giving them a different food a few days at a time. So you found out if there was an allergic reaction to something and you didn't like accidentally kill your child with something they're deathly allergic to, you know, there's that things, so, you know, there's a transition. There's the sleep transition when you're going from, three or four naps a day to two a day, till one a day, and how they're grumpy because they kind of need the nap, but they don't, or it'll ruin their night's sleep. I'm sorry, sleep was a big deal for me because I know they grow when they sleep and they heal when they sleep, and I got sanity time when they slept. So that was kind of an important one for me. I remember when my son Adam had learned to pull himself up. Well, that was great in his crib. He learned to pull himself up. He did not figure out how to get down. Didn't, nope. Couldn't figure out that you just kind of squat your legs, let go, and your diaper and your bottom are going to catch you just fine in your nice soft bed. No, he just would pull himself up. So we're like, we're going to let him cry it out. We're going to be great parents. Watch us. We are tough. We're going to let him cry it out and he'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, two hours later of him screaming, my husband folded. So did I. I'm not going to just throw it on Paul. But yes, I folded too. And Paul went in, took his hands off of, like gripped his hands. He had a vice grip on the side of the crib. And Paul peeled his fingers off the side of the crib and got him to sit down. And the second his bottom hit the ground, he tipped over and fell asleep because he was exhausted. Well, guess what? The next night, so the all day the next day, I transitioned him and trained him. It was sit down. I'd let him pull himself up with my fingers, and then I'd show him how to sit down. So there was a transition on that. It was a painful one. It was a sleepless one, but it was one that I vividly remember because... It was a big deal. He learned something new and we taught it to him, but it was a transition. Some transitions are painful. That one was particularly painful to listen to your child cry for two hours and then going in and watching them collapse. But guess what? He didn't do it the next night. And then after that, he learned, oh, this is what I have to do to sit down. You watch him transition into crawling and walking and speaking. And it. those transitions are all fantastic. So talking about that, you know, it. I took some time to really examine the different transitions in my life, going from being a student living in my mom and dad's house to graduating from high school and transitioning out of their house and going to college and all I got to learn in college and then transitioning out of. TCU go frogs and getting commissioned as an officer in the air force and transitioning into a real working job, a full military life transitioning and moving to Los Angeles. I'd never been West of San Angelo. San Angelo was the furthest West I'd ever been prior to that moment. San Angelo, Texas, smack dab middle of Texas. So my brother went to school. That was the furthest west I'd ever been before I moved to L.A. That was a big transition. Transitioning to becoming a fiancé. Transitioning to becoming a wife. Transitioning to becoming a mom. Transitioning to moving away from where we were down to Orange County. Away from a lot of our family. Transitioning and going back to school. And getting a master's degree. There's a lot of transitions in life. And I don't think we realize how many. And all the ones I listed there, they're all positive. They're all exciting. But transitions also come with a lot of struggles. It can be scary. Transitions can involve fear and anxiety and uncertainty. And you'll notice in these podcasts, I do, I think sometimes it's habitual because that's the world around us. When we refer to death, and there it is death, dying. I'm so sorry for your loss. I try to avoid those phrases because yeah those are I mean and I get that. Yes, I'm I'm deeply sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. Like when I got diagnosed my was like I'm so sorry. And people mean very well and they don't mean it to be when they say stuff like that they don't mean it to be hurtful um, or hopeless or anything like that. You know, death to me now like before any of the diagnosis Any of the brain cancer glioblastoma diagnosis before any of that? Yes. I did not refer to death as a transition. I referred to it as death. He or she died. But you don't die as long as you have a relationship with Christ and you believe in God. You don't die. This isn't the end. You transition. And you not you don't transition into this awful world. You transition into heaven, which is, from everything I've read about it from the Bible, which is the truth, is amazing. But we don't have the ability to comprehend that because we're still humans. We're not our full spiritual self yet. And that happens when we transition. It's hard for us to understand. I don't fully understand it. I can't. Because we're living here on this earth and we see all the amazing, beautiful, wonderful things around us. And we just want to hold on to those with two hands. And I think I've talked about this before. And it's about, there's a picture of Jesus standing there and there's a little girl holding on and there's a little girl standing in front of him and holding on to her teddy bear and is, you know, hugging him. And he, she's saying, and Jesus is asking her to give him the teddy bear by just putting his hand out. And she's saying, but I want this one, but I want this one. And Jesus, what we see is behind his back. He has a teddy bear even bigger than the one that she has. He just wants her to give him the smaller one so he can trade it for the better one that he has behind his back. And it's such a simple concept, a simple illustration. But all the same so powerful. I mean, if you think about Jesus standing in front of you. And think of the gates of heaven behind him. Visualize that. I do a lot of visualization. I do a lot. Like, it helps me. It helps me heal. When I can visualize it, it just helps me center myself. But I mean, take a second and visualize what that's going to look like. Christ standing there, or St. Peter standing there at the gates of heaven. What does that look like when it's behind, like St. Peter standing there, Jesus standing there, and the gates of heaven are wide open behind him? That's what we're waiting for us. That's why I try not to say death and I try not to say, oh, they died or they passed away, just because it sounds so final. And our life on earth is not final. There's no finality to it. Like there's no, there's no series finale, you know, we get to keep going. Now we don't get to keep going with, I talked about our rentals with our bodies, our bodies stay behind. We don't need them. We need our spirit and we need our soul. That's what, excuse me. That's what we need. So, Don't allow changes to be filled with struggles and fear and anxiety and uncertainty. And I know that sentence sounds very simple. Oh, just don't let that happen. Well, okay, sure. I won't let that happen. No, we're humans. No, it happens. Happens to me every day. The fear creeps in, anxiety creeps in. I've just gotten so used to telling myself, hey, I actually will say aloud, Satan, you're not welcome here because those are the tools of Satan and your tools are not welcome in my life. Thank you. Do they creep in sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. We have weak weak moments, absolutely. But the closer that we walk to Jesus, the straighter our paths become. I just feel like when I look back on my life, I look back and I see a straight path. I see all along, he had plans. Look how this fell into place. Remember what your plans were? Like my plans? I remember what my plans were. He's far surpassed any plan I had for my life. And when we try to look ahead, that's when it gets a little nerve wracking. We aren't meant to look ahead. There's a reason why our world is divided into days. We couldn't take it all at once. And I've said that before, but we could not have taken it all at once. There's a reason it's designed in 24-hour segments. So it's a reason designed that our bodies need to physically sleep. There's a reason it was designed the way it was because he designed it. It's perfect. He knew what we could and could not handle and gives, us, gives it to us in small doses. It's like that old adage, you know, how to eat an elephant? Eat an elephant one bite at a time. How do you live your life? You live your life one day at a time. And I'm the worst at getting ahead. I'm the worst at trying to look down. But I will tell you, when you look forward, it's uncertain. It is everything about it is anxiety-filled and fearful. And I'm not saying not to look forward to great things. I remember preparing for my wedding and how excited I was to get married. I remember being pregnant. I didn't love being pregnant. I saw people that glowed, didn't no glows coming from here. No glows. Nothing. You know, it. I was like a, I, I would love to say I was like one of those pregnant girls that were just so cute and you didn't know they were pregnant until they turned sideways and then you saw their little basketball and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're adorable. That is not what I look like. My face blew up. Everything blew up and that's okay. That's okay. Like I have stretch marks from having my kids and that's okay because you know what? They're my, they're, I don't want to call them my scars, but they're my battle wounds and they are worth it for my boys. I'd do it all over again for my boys. I love them so much. They're such precious gifts. And I know your kids are precious gifts to you too. I know they are. And you think about what you went through to have them. Some of them, some people I know have gone through amazing, amazing journeys through adoption, through in vitro, through all kinds of things, suffering miscarriages, to have children, and they are a blessing. They're an amazing blessing. But when you look ahead, I mean, sometimes I look ahead, and yes, I see the joyous and the sunshine. Oh, I cannot wait to watch my kids hit these milestones in life and hit their own transitions of graduating from high school, going wherever the future takes them, whether it's in a direction of college or some other direction, starting their own families years from now. I'm not ready to be a grandma yet. So years from now, you know, watching them become godly men, like that's something I'm looking forward to, but sometimes that fear, the, and the uncertainty and the anxiety can creep in and I start thinking about, oh gosh, you know, I do have this thing called glioblastoma that they tell me is uncurable. So am I even going to be alive for that? And that's where I stop myself because that's a transition I don't know about. And there's no fear in death. I've been told what's going to happen. I've been told that there is a world that I cannot even comprehend how amazing and how loved you feel and being reunited with loved ones and it being all about Christ and God and feeling their love In its entirety. So. Take some time. And think about the struggles that you've been through. And sometimes it's painful. It's I'm not going to lie. Doing this podcast is difficult for me. Because I've been through some. As I've shared with you guys. I've been through some painful times. The times of uncertainty. Had to do some hard things. But going, looking back, the path was straight. It wasn't riddled with, like, I always have the, like, I always have in my head from Sleeping Beauty. Like, I think about how the prince had to get to Sleeping Beauty and all those thorny, th- all those thorn bushes grew up and he had to, or grew out and there were spikes everywhere and he couldn't just trudge through and He had to chop them all down. Like, that's what I, when I... Think about the future, that's what I see. When I was going through those times, that's what I felt I was trying to like, that was, I was trying to burrow my way through that and maneuver myself through those thorny bushes. But that's not what it was. Like now, when I sit and I turn back, I go, huh, look at all that. And it doesn't have to, the future doesn't have to look scary. It's, again, perception. It's how you perceive it. I can't wait for what happens next. I'm thankful for what I've been through because of the perception that I've gotten. I'm thankful for each and every day that I get because it's an opportunity to see God work firsthand. Think of your days that way. Think of your transitions as positive. Does it hurt, I almost said, when we lose somebody? There you go. There's another negative about death. But it does hurt when that person transitions and you left behind. And it is normal to be sad. And you need to grieve. And you need to feel sorrow. That's part of the human healing process. We need to heal the spiritual part of it. That needs to happen. Because we are humans. We are spiritual beings living as humans. So you have to let that part heal. Because trust me, I've mourned. I've mourned people. And I've talked about that. And it's hard. And you never truly, I don't want to say get over it, but you, they're always with you. But then I also think about they've transitioned. They haven't disappeared. They're not gone They're just waiting for us. They're waiting for us. And let that be your hope. Let that be your light. When you think about some of the dark stuff that sometimes creep in that's associated with death, just think of it as a transition. They have transitioned to a place that they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you. And don't think for one second they aren't watching you as you live your life. And that Christ is up there with them going, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to get here. You still got some work I need you to do down here on earth, but I can't wait for you to get here. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Vioso. See you at the next episode of Surviving Fear. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, J.T. Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.